Hello and welcome to the new Digital Age PMU podcast. My name is Justin Pierce and I'm the editor. These podcasts are a series of short interviews with some of the amazing women that have taken part in the Practice Makes Some Perfect programme. A course developed in association with Amy Keane that helps women find and finesse their public voices. So, Birgitta, hi, and thanks for joining us on the NBA PMU podcast. Hello, hello. Nice to be here. So before we kick off, let's hear a bit about you. Uh, where do you work? What do you do there? And maybe a bit about what you did, did before there. Uh, so I'm Virgitta, uh, Vice President um, for Global Customer Operations Department in AFOM, uh, which is the only global, independent and fully integrated uh, advertising platform uh, built for modern marketing. So I'm here for um, almost nine years. I have been working uh, in services uh, organization and I'm very into leadership area <laughs> So I'm, I'm really thrilled to, to work with a lot of uh, people I'm responsible for. Fantastic. So you, the topic of your uh, podcast today is really intriguing. Embrace mistakes for your personal growth. So I guess let's kick off with why. Why should we embrace our mistakes? Surely we're meant to be avoiding making mistakes. <laughs> yeah. So, well, first of all, when I think about mistakes, it's it's uh, very natural to avoid something uh, we don't know. Um, and I'm myself as a human being, I'm really f- quite afraid of, of making mistakes. Um, but I realized that uh, it's our brains uh, who, you know, which do the work for us to protect us from a potential threat. So now when we think about the mistake itself, there is nothing wrong at all with that but uh, the reason we tend to avoid it myself including is that uh, you are basically so afraid of the unknown right because if you know you can control you can prepare but if let's say we take a a work environment and I'm given um, an assignment um, I don't know Well, usually I think, okay, so where I start, I don't know how I'll do that. I don't know whether I will succeed. And then kind of the second thought is that, well, probably it's then safer, maybe just to say no, right? And there is kind of a very interesting uh, study I have uh, seen recently, uh, which is uh, done uh, on an annual basis uh, by Global Entrepreneurship Monitor, uh, which says that um, around a third of uh, Americans uh, don't start business, even they see really promising opportunities due to fear of fail. And if we look into Europe, the number is even higher. So every second of us seeing some good opportunities to start business, we don't do that because we are really afraid of failure. So the, the numbers are really, really huge. And uh, I think that, you know, but what if we looked into mistakes from another angle, right? What if we looked into mistakes as an opportunity to learn and develop as human beings, but also as as professionals? So that uh, really uh, 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 kind of stuck uh, with me a lot that I have never thought about uh, something unknown I could say yes to and thinking... uh, not about what if I fail, but what if I succeed, right? 
Yeah, really, I get that. I get all that completely. But let's focus on the mistakes because obviously uh, people don't want to make mistakes at work. You're at work and mistakes. Although I, I totally understand how you know you can learn from failure and you can learn from mistakes, but surely shouldn't trying to avoid making mistakes in the first place be the first thing you should be thinking about at work? Of, I mean, uh, you ask whether this shouldn't be the first thing we should think of, right? Of course. And I think that, you know, when, when we're thinking about uh, work environment, it's very important, first of all, you know, to look for opportunities for us to grow and develop. But what I think that what we really underrate a lot is that when we're thinking, let's say, about our personal development and growth, and then let's think about uh, work environment, we usually are very thrilled about something uh, new and exciting, which really helps us to develop and go to the ne- another level. But then uh, what is the probability that, let's say, you go to a formal training, you do some, you know, so you, you get nice boost of information and you will really develop. You you will have that injection, you know, one time, but then how your actions will uh, differ from before training and after the training um, uh, stage. But then there are so many other opportunities where you can really develop and grow when someone comes to you and says, hey, um, I have this interesting idea or I have this um, crazy uh, idea and I think you could contribute. Would you be interested in, in helping me with that? What is the first uh, thought uh, you would think? If you're in a comfort zone and you know that subject and area very well and you think that you have really good skills, that's fine. But what if you don't? What if someone else thinks that you are capable of doing and helping and contributing with, but you don't? So I'm, I'm, I really think that uh, what I, I had the opportunity to try a few years ago, um, Gallup uh, Clifton Strengths um, Assessment. So this is uh, something um, kind of a, a really useful tool. First of all, to get better yourself, get to know yourself better. And I think that if if uh, if if you have never tried uh, to do this, it's super um, relevant. First of all, to get to know yourself better. What are your strengths? What are your behaviors? What are your basement? And how you can also work with others to develop. But when yeah, you know, when you know and when you realize uh, your strengths by some external you know tool, which helps you to do that. It's really also necessary to understand so where you're not so good at and where that, um, let's say, fear of mistakes can come from. And then what do you do that, right? Because then it's, it's the decision you make, whether you just focus on your strengths, whether you actually start going from the comfort zone and try do those uh, experiments with uh, with with the areas you are not sure about. Okay, I like that. It's a useful tip for people listening. But that's about how you can sort of help yourself, I guess. What about uh, companies, organisations? Well, how do you think that? And, and, and I guess the most important is managers. How can managers and companies help their 
their workforce to embrace mistakes rather than trying to avoid them and then do potentially more harm than good? What, what can they do? Yeah. So <clears throat> I think that uh, one very important uh, thing in this whole, let's say, m- m- mistake, uh, mistakes uh, learning path is... Um, is actually to integrate this in a work environment. And this could be done through a couple of things. First of all, for me as individual. So um, if when I do something and maybe the same task where I'm already good at, do I actually take some time for that um, and reflect? So um, ref- use the self-reflection on uh, analyzing uh, what did I do really good what uh, did I maybe miss? Where maybe I did mistake, though I didn't think that it was a mistake, and how what lesson it actually gave to me? Uh, because it's um, it's uh, it's one study where I read that um, when you actually use the time to self reflection, you you can really increase performance by around twenty three percent. So it means that by actually analyzing what you have done, whether you have been in assignment, project, task, whether you maybe worked with someone together on something, by doing this self-reflection exercise, you can really increase your performance. Um, Another thing, uh, when we think about the organization, how manager also in the culture uh, fosters um, learning uh, learning path whether we're just you know focus on on business results and that's very important but do we also dedicate some time for feedback so uh, di as a manager uh, come together with my team member and actually dedicate some time together reflect on how you're doing and I think that uh, fostering open um, and constructive feedback culture is also a part of um, a really important um, learning uh, learning curve uh, for you as a as a professional. I love that. I think twenty seven percent improved performance. There's no there's no company or indeed manager that wouldn't see that from their team. So obviously the results sort of speak for themselves. What do you think of the potential downsides for? I mean, individuals, but also more importantly, maybe for companies that that, that don't have this sort of open attitude to, to mistakes, as you've just been outlining, and just want to clamp down that, you know, and that mistakes are bad, bad, bad. What's the potential damage to, to organisations and individuals? The most important damage, I would say, is that if we neglect um, mistakes in the process and also in the culture itself, what we do is we then, I believe, foster this um, perfectionism culture. And with that comes the the kind of not the damage, but maybe more kind of as an outcome that if I really want to do everything 100% right, fear of doing mistakes will prevent me of probably saying yes to a lot of things. So I think that it's it's um, it's just kind of a very natural process if we neglect uh, to kind of equalize mistakes, 
equal the lessons learned, it actually prevents from me to do something better tomorrow, to grow as an individual and also as a professional in the work environment. And I think that, again, you know, when we're thinking about the mistakes, it's very important to have uh, this um, kind of a golden ratio. So when we think about ourselves in the work environment, we should still have around 15% of failures versus 85% of uh, success. So it means that if I always, all the time, I do, I do just great things and I always have no, you know, zero mistake uh, done, uh, it probably means that I'm in a really comfort zone. And maybe uh, this is the, um, the, the, the stage where I actually stop growing. While on contrary, if I fail 70% of the time, it, it might be a panic zone for me and not very healthy as well. So you should really find a, a healthy balance for that. I love those ratios. So what about you? What's been your, your biggest mistake that actually turned out to be sort of useful or learn from? You know, what was your mistake? What's, how can you illustrate the, the rationale for taking this approach? Okay, I have to think about that. I guess this could be a, a small mistake at work or something <laughs> bigger, or you know, just something where you think it's where other people may have thought of the mistake, but by embracing it, you, you change the purpose. I think that uh, my mistake, and that was not one single single situation, was that there were multiple occasions where actually. Uh, it was a mistake for me not to do a mistake. So I was, uh, whether not saying uh, yes to something, whether I was over-investing a lot of time where it was not necessary, just because I was so afraid of a mistake. And I think for that, what helped me to cope with that is actually thinking about and, and, and starting kind of small plan ahead of potential outcomes. So, okay, what, what is the worst scenario if, if I actually do a mistake? What will happen then? On the contrary, if I succeed, you know, what is the best outcome out of, out of it? And then I actually started reflecting. So usually it tends um, to, to be a case that when I actually uh, started uh, thinking about the potential outcomes, Usually saying yes or not over-investing uh, time just, you know, to be perfect at, at everywhere. It actually helped me to uh, enjoy my, my work and life uh, way, way more. So, yeah, I think that uh, mistake was not, uh, not striving, kind of striving not to do mistakes. Fantastic. Well, that's a lovely inspirational note on which to end. So I think you should have to say thank you so much for that. That was a fantastic chat and lots of useful and inspirational advice, as I said, to anyone listening. So thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>